0: It's Cyber Monday and I imagine you've had your eyes on the phone or the computer keeping an eye out for the best possible deal that you can find. Not unlike the Sacramento Kings who are scanning the league looking for a trade partner and the right trade pieces to help them make a deep playoff run. Well, one of those trade partners might be the Chicago Bulls. It sounds like a fire sale is inbound and with a Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, or even Zach Levine available. Could the Sacramento Kings be picking up the phone and calling and trying to make a move? Well, Big Dave from the CHGO Bulls podcast joins me here on Locked on Kings. And I'm warning you, you're not going to like what the asking price from Chicago is for any of their major pieces. We'll discuss right here on Locked on Kings.
1: You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On King.
0: Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News. Big Dave. Used to be a host here on the Locked On Podcast Network, formerly a co-host of the Locked On Bulls podcast. He's moved on to bigger and better things, but that doesn't mean that I can't selfishly bring him back on the Locked On Kings whenever we have questions or interest in the Chicago Bulls. Dave is phenomenal. The work that he does is incredible. And what I like uh, about Dave from this conversation is he's real for what Chicago wants. He's real for what Chicago's looking for. He's not going to give any kind of Sacramento friend discount or anything like that. The conversation that we have around these trade pieces is, I think, very similar to how conversations will go between the Kings uh, and the Bulls about players like this. It's a a dose of reality of what Chicago would be asking for. And like I said in the intro, and, and as you can tell by the title of this podcast, like the asking price is not going to be something that you're going to be too happy about. Over the course of this podcast, you might be going, What? Uh, No chance the Sacramento Kings do that. You might roll your eyes or scoff, but these are the questions and these are the demands that uh, a team like the Chicago Bulls should be making in negotiations. In fact, these are the demands that a lot of teams are going to be making from the Sacramento Kings if they're trying to trade for an important piece to help them go from good to great here, uh, especially in the playoffs. So, it's a real conversation it's a fun conversation uh, and we want you to be involved in the conversation too share your thoughts on what your trade package would be for any of these Bulls players that we discuss uh, your thoughts on any of the deals that that Big Dave throws out there or the interest that he throws out there uh, players that you're willing to trade players that you're not willing to move on from if you're Sacramento join in the conversation you can reach me on Twitter at Matt George sack. you can email me Matt sports at gmail.com or if you're watching on YouTube, Pop off in the YouTube comment section down below. I hope to have some Chicago Bulls fans come over uh, and, and get involved in the comment section down below too, and we'll discuss uh, the, the the pieces around uh, these teams and, and and get the conversation going there. So I, I I hope you're getting involved. I hope you sit through and and, and enjoy and listen this uh, to this whole conversation. Uh, and uh, Big Dave's amazing. So uh, please enjoy this. Uh, maybe loose. Negotiation between Locked On Kings and the CHGO Bulls podcast with Big Dave. Everybody seems to believe that a fire sale is coming in Chicago, but what the heck do we know? Let's get our boots on the ground and find out what's going on in the Windy City and if these players truly are available and if they should be on the Sacramento Kings radar to help us figure out these these questions and talk about this a little bit. Big Dave is back here on Locked on Kings. Now, a little different circumstance from a uh, couple of the years ago when we had Big Dave on, he's no longer with the Locked On Bulls podcast, but he's with the CHGO Bulls podcast. And I got to get this right, even though it's been years, he's still with Bowl on Bulls. So <laughs> Big Dave back here in Locked On Kingsland to help us out. Dave, how are you, my friend? It's good to see
1: you. Man, man, I'm doing great. It's good to see you, sir. And since I have you here, I have to say to you, congratulations on all your success, man. I see you definitely elevating and growing. Now at ABC as well, man, doing your thing, sir. Like, congratulations on our success, especially you, sir, because I know how hard you work and how much you love the king. So it's just really cool to see you elevate.
0: I appreciate that, Dave. I'm just trying to be yeah. like you, my man. Just trying to be like you.
1: Oh, oh that's not, right, man. That's not. That's an easy task. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, tell me, my guy. Like, it's easy for everybody outside of the market to to make mountains out of molehills and 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 mm-hmm. push narratives and stuff like that. We certainly deal with that here around the Sacramento Kings. But are things as bad in Chicagoland right now with the Bulls as as it's made out to be? And do you think truly a blowup is coming?
1: I don't know if it's as bad as it's being made out to be. Uh I would say it's worse than probably what it's being made out to be. Wow. It's it's really, it's bad. Uh the team is ass. Um the players, <laughs> the players, the coaches, the the front office, the ownership, it's it's all trash. Uh it's all really bad. It's it's a case of what can go wrong will go wrong. It's just what this season is, but it's something that was preventable uh during the off season. We thought some changes were coming because we kind of saw what the Bulls, you know, needed. You needed three-point shooting, and you needed a point guard. Like everything, kind of, you know, went to crap when Lonzo Ball went down, because that's kind of how Billy Donovan, if you notice his coaching career, he's always had a point guard because to convey his message on the floor. Chris Paul, uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, um, uh, Russell Westbrook, um, uh, Dennis Schroeder had great years in OKC. Like he always had a point guard. And that's why his how his offense ran. So him and Lonzo were a great marriage. Losing that, it, it definitely took a huge step back uh for the Bulls. So we thought that they were gonna get you know a point guard. They focused more on getting role players. They they got Javon Carter, who's a solid role player, you know, and what he can do, and they also got Torrey Craig, another solid role player in what he can do, but they really didn't answer the question, and then they went again went ahead with the continuity aspect, making no changes like that. So Nothing is clicking, nothing is meshing. Their big three, or as people in here call them, their mid three, of vooch, uh DeRozan and Zach. Last I checked, they were a minus 124 as a big three. And wow. the only one that was worse than that was the Washington Wizards three, which I believe was a minus 139 at the time. So that's really bad. And they have two wins. I mean, the bulls have five, you know. They can't beat these teams. They wanted to be a three-point shooting team but... And, but put on that team people who can't shoot threes, you know? They're, they're one of the worst finishers around the rim. Zach used to be one of the best. Booch used to be one of the best. They're one of the worst now. Uh, Damar is taking his decline because he's just getting older. Kobe White, who I have high hopes for, is a good shooter, but he's just not that kind of point guard, you know, that kind of general, you know, point guard that you need. He's just not that kind of guy. And Patrick Williams has probably the, been the biggest disappointment of all of this that man has put up the Tony Stale, Tony Snail stat line a few times, you know what I mean? And in the starting or coming off the bench, he's now been – we don't know where he is now. He might be starting one night. He might be the 10th man off the bench. He might be the 6th man off the bench. We don't know what we're getting with Patrick Williams. It hasn't been consistent. It's been really, really bad. So stir all that up in a pot. <laughs> you pour it out, and, and it's all bad. Combine that with Billy's you know missteps you know, with his coaching as well. Not saying he's a bad coach, but he's he's definitely made his share of mistakes. When it's this bad, everybody gets a piece of it. So the entire um, bushel of, of apples are rotten, man, and changes need to be made, and we'll see if they are. So what's, what's Chicago asking for? What's the city wanting, like a complete
0: reset and almost like a rebuild? Hey, start over or try and turn these pieces into valuable pieces now or, or, or players now to where – maybe they're not good right away again, but right. it's not going to take two, three years and multiple draft picks in order to to get this team back to relevancy.
1: <laughs> um, the, I would say the majority consensus want to start over and rebuild. Hmm. They, they just want to rebuild and blow everything up because this is year three of this right here. And it just looks like it's gotten worse every single year. It's gone down, down and down. Now, Usually when teams happen like that, their coaches get fired. But Billy Donovan just signed an extension, and the front office loves him. So he's not going anywhere. So you obviously look at Zach, who has now made it known, you know, it's okay to start looking for trades for him. You look at DeMar DeRozan, who's in the final year of his contract, uh, but the Bulls still kind of want to keep him, you know, and still want to hang on him. And I still don't know why. You want to pay that man three more years when he you can see he's getting up in age. He's a good basketball player and an even better person. He's been better than advertised here for Chicago. He really has. He's been amazing. But you got to know when to say when. You just have to. And to give him all that money now, I don't think it was the right move. Giving Vooch his $20 million per year, and you've seen his decline, it's just been really, really bad for Vooch. But they put themselves in that position because they had no other option. They couldn't just let him walk away for nothing. They had to get something. And, and keep him if they wanted to keep some semblance of a basketball team. So they had to pay him. But most people want the rebuild. I personally am scared of the rebuild. I'd rather do a retool mm. only because AK has continually said that, one, he does not like drafting high. It's not where he feels he does his best work. Okay. Mm. Two, he's also stated this wants to be a team that competes every single year. And the other thing Billy Donovan is not going to be involved in is a rebuild. He, he doesn't strike me as the rebuild coach. I've never seen him go through it. I don't think he came out of retirement to get involved with another rebuild. So no matter how much I think they need it, I don't think that they should do it. And the other main reason is I don't think they can do it. <laughs> I don't think they're good enough to do it. They have shown you like, well, we don't want to do it. So why would we put ourselves in that position? I don't really trust them with the rebuild. Honestly, I trust them more with the actual kind of retool or putting that kind of effort in. But man, it's it's a tough pill to swallow in these situations because, like I said, a rebuild is needed for sure. You got to get some young talent in here because they don't really have it. Julian Phillips maybe, but they don't really have any true young talent. But I'm scared. I'm I'm scared of having them actually be in charge of it. So we'll see how it goes, man. Because whether they like it or not, the storm is here. And man, it looks like it's just gonna get worse. Like I said at the top of the show, today's episode of the
0: Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The best part about Prize Picks, it's just you versus the projected numbers instead of battling a thousands of other players, including uh the the pros and the sharks who are out there. You basically pick more or less than. Stat projections on two to six players. Prize picks is something that almost the entire Kings media contingency, or at least a big group of us, play ahead of every single Kings game. It's so much fun uh, with the basketball season here and football going on. You can now pick a combo projection across both football and basketball. From the Specials League, which is a lot of fun too. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports. So for example, you could take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10 point, uh, 10 and a half combos of uh, of three points made plus total receptions. There's so many fun ways to play and ways to, to get you to think a little bit of how you can uh, cash in on these PrizePix projections. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy. This is a big deal. So, that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football or basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Prize Picks is so much fun. And if you want to start playing right now, to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. We're going to talk about three names in particular here in a second. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso. Those are the three names at least floating around Sacramento circles when it comes to interest in the Bulls. But mm-hmm. your answer right there has me on a teeter-totter of of kind of maybe the Kings aren't a good trade partner with for the Bulls, but the Kings maybe could be a good trade partner for the Bulls in terms of, I mean, Sacramento does have a lot of draft picks and, and things available in their control that they can use. I don't know how much GM Monty McNair is willing to Mortgage the future to try and win right now, certainly, unless he's getting a bona fide star type player. And I, I don't know if that's even realistic from a King's standpoint, if we're being honest okay. with you. Yes, sir. Um And then, like, the Kings have, I think, good pieces that they want to move. But pieces that are more on the veteran side, or if there's a young player, it's like a Davion Mitchell type player, not not a Keegan Murray, right? So yeah, I don't know yeah. how much that attracts the Chicago Bulls. I guess from your perspective, not knowing the, the, the specifics of what the Sacramento Kings are interested in doing, because hell, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Kings as a trade partner for Chicago?
1: Well, as I've told you before when we've done the show, the Kings are like my my silent team. You know, they're a team I love. You know what I mean? I always have. And you guys got De'Aaron Fox, who I always have loved. Yeah. And so I, I always like watching the Kings, or as I told you, we call them the Kongs over here. <laughs> um, I've, I've had discussions about this with, with my basketball friends, about the Kings and the trade, and they want to make trades with the Kings. Everybody wants to be in and make some trades with the Kings. The question is, do you all want to give up what we want, you know, for for Zach Levine. So that's the that's the big question because the person you made you mentioned already that we wanted is Keegan Murray. Yep. We definitely want Keegan Murray. Like today, we would take him today right now with Zach Levine. So I actually had my guy Kevin Anderson from um, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, he sent me a trade request when I when I told him I was coming on here. He's like, "Well, ask him about my trade request that I have." Okay. So I'm gonna throw this out at you. And remember, some of these players can be changed. And he already ran this through the trade machine and went through. But this is up to you. Here it is. This is all. This is for Zach Levine, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, and the 2026 top 10 protected first rounder. Now, I told him already, y'all not giving up Malik Monk. Like I was like, they're not giving up Malik Monk, man. He's he's just been a revelation out there for you all. He's just been a perfect fit. I think he's going to stay. He can be changed, though, just as far as the money. But what do you think of giving that up? Do you feel that's too much, or would you come back with a counteroffer?
0: Dave, I'm telling you right now, there are listeners and viewers that are screaming at the radio, or their 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 uh, phones are screaming at you, their computers right now. it that is, and I and I I'm I ex- completely expected that because uh-huh. every single team in their right mind, is going to ask about Keegan. And they absolutely yes. should. And I mm-hmm. think that's the reality of the Kings' trade situation because there's been interest in OG and Anubi, for example, from the, the Toronto Raptors. And the Kings know, and Monty McNair knows very well, in order to get something, you have to give something, right? They got right. Demonte Sabonis by giving up Tyrese Halliburton, who looks like an absolute right. superstar in Indiana. Sure. So I don't think Monty is naive. That being said, the message coming out of Sacramento is – yeah, Keegan's not available. Which mm-hmm. you can say that, but how much do you really want to uh, to back that up? I do genuinely believe the Kings think that Keegan is a future uh, All Star. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I won't go as far as saying superstar, but they do believe he's a future All Star. So the idea of moving him for a player like Levine, who's been an All Star in the past, is an exciting player, but maybe doesn't necessarily fit what the kings are trying to do right now and is also a guard versus keegan being more of a wing i think there's instant concern there plus harrison the kings move all of their wing depth in this deal in order to get another guard and then they lose their six man on top of it i think this is a quick and easy no for sacramento forget (laughs) the draft pick even added to it the draft pick and harrison barnes are the most appealing pieces to move in this deal Uh, But this is this is exactly the snag that I expected that we would run into is because the Bulls are going to ask what the Bulls need for their move on. And the Kings aren't willing to move on from the things that other teams are going to want in a rebuild. So it's going to be I think this is what Kings fans should really expect in trade negotiations for Sacramento come this trade deadline is ideally you would want to get these veteran pieces. But the teams willing to move on from these vets are looking for young compensation in return.
1: And Davion Mitchell is just not going to move the needle. No, not like that. Um, Well, let me ask you then, if if Keegan is off the table, let me ask you this about Keegan. Do you feel it's also more of you guys see what's happening with Tyrese Halliburton that kind of makes you just kind of push back a little bit and say you don't want to have the same thing go on here? Even though personally, I feel like, I had no problem with you all making that trade because I felt like he had to grow. You know, like I don't think it was going to happen here. De'Aaron Fox was clearly the guy. And you just signed him to the contract, you know what I'm saying, the year you guys drafted him. So, I mean, the extension, excuse me. But do you kind of feel that way? Do do Kings fans kind of feel that way, like a little gunshot because of what they see Tyrese doing? I
0: think Sacramento, for the most part, and I don't want to speak for the entire fan base because there was a lot of love for Tyrese Halberton here and still is. I think Sacramento, for the most part, has gotten over that aspect of it because of the DeMondis Sabonis contract extension. That being said, it's impossible not to be because of how well Tyrese is playing and like every move at this point is going to be scrutinized because the Kings don't want to ruin a good thing that they have going, but ultimately they want to become a great thing, not just a good thing. So uh, I I think, I think they're gun shy in the sense that making a move like that, I think a lot of Kings fans would be willing to move Keegan Murray if it was a bona fide, absolute perfect fit star on the other end of it. But Mm -hmm. for a Levine or a DeRozan or a Caruso or package of two of the three, I think Sacram- there's enough concern here of either too old or not the right fit or insert. Mm. Uh, like I think the Kings, Kings fans in order to move on from Keegan Murray would have to feel like it was a can't say no type deal. And mm. I don't know if Chicago can offer that for Sacramento.
1: Mm, mm, that's it right there. And I don't know. Because I don't think we would take a deal that didn't bring back our young talent for us. We don't mind taking on the money. You know what I mean? Like, we understand. You have to take on the money, especially, you know, to match what Zach Levine's contract is. So give me all your old veterans you don't want anymore. You know what I'm saying? Pile them on as much as you want. Um, but the thing I think we're looking for here is is young talent and picks. Hmm. And that's the main thing uh, we want here in Chicago. So, yeah. and But, man, if we could get... Just that kind of wing and King of Murray. I think we could have a discussion, but I completely understand if you guys don't want to give him up because he he looks really nice, man.
0: So let's, I mean, it makes sense that Zach Levine has the tallest asking price. Completely expect that. How much much less of the asking price, if at all, is DeMar DeRozan by himself? You mentioned on the last year of his contract, getting up there in age, but this is a former all-star too. And to be honest with you, Dave, Now, this is me tipping my hand if I were a negotiator, which is why I'm not a negotiator. Like I I personally would be more interested in DeRozan than I am Levine for Sacramento because of the position that he plays, his skill set, and I could easily see him kind of fitting in and, and doing what the Kings do while adding a little more of a scoring punch than what Harrison Barnes brings.
1: I, I hear that's a great point. And you're right. The fit is exactly a better, a much, much, much better Harrison Barnes. You're you're absolutely right. Great fit for the style of play that he has, because Harrison is also kind of an old school uh, type of player. Don't just shoot a lot of threes. A lot of stuff is mid range to, to the bucket, those kind of things. And who's better than the master of the mid range than, you know, DeMar DeRozan? Um, the problem with that, and again, I have no problem making a DeMar trade. The problem is the front office loves DeMar, mm-hmm. loves, loves, loves DeMar DeRozan. And with good reason, if you all get him, you'll, you understand this dude is an incredible, incredible human being. Anytime I saw him on podcast, I felt so good. He was representing my team all the time. Like he's just a professional It's what he is, man. And. Just good with the young guys. Like, the young guys don't gravitate towards Zach Levine. They gravitate towards DeMar DeRozan. That's the guy they hang around with and who they play with in the offseason to get better. Patrick Williams, uh, Dave Terry, those guys. They go to his 4 a.m. workouts, you know, in in the offseason all the time. I wanted to trade DeMar DeRozan several times (laughs) during this offseason. I saw the writing on the wall here, you know, like, allow him to go somewhere, you know, where he gets an opportunity to win, man. Like, I don't want him still in this mucking mire. I was trying to trade him straight up for James Harden. Nobody in Chicago wanted this but me and, like, two other people. But I knew we needed a point guard really bad. Mm. And I was like, a one-year rental on James Harden is, sounds like a good deal to me for a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who's also basically on his last year. You're taking a risk on it. You still can keep Zach Levine. You still keep Caruso and those guys. And, you know, kind of make that move. But, you know, DeMar and some stuff for Harden and some stuff and and that would be a good trade for me i have no problem getting him like i said to you guys in sacramento it's gonna have to convey like I said, that young player and and if i can't get that it's gonna have to be picks yep. uh for a guy like damar that's that's really what it is and i don't know how you are or how heavy you are on, on your picks because a few of those are protected for sure mm-hmm. um but those young guys that you all have, and I, uh, Davion, like, I love Mitchell, man. I think he's great. But that's another guy we already kind of have. Mm-hmm. Like when we have like an Ayo Sumu, you know what I mean? When we have those kind of guys. We kind of already have that, even though I might want him just a skosh more because I just really like his game, and I watch him lock up people all the time, and it's really fun to see. But Io really does those kind of things as well, and he's a young guy as well. So – that's the only thing, the drawback on that. So it would have to be those picks or or, or that young player, man. And, and if you guys, I'm telling you, we can talk. I mean, we got pizza we can give you. We got <laughs> some good food we can hand out for Keegan Murray. I'm telling you, man, we can make this work. <laughs> if you want to make it work for DeMar, man, we can make this all work.
0: Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder. The NFL offers are getting hot on FanDuel, and of course, with NBA picking up, the closer we get to Christmas, people starting to really buy in, especially with this in-season tournament, which you can bet on on FanDuel, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, so pick a team, pick the biggest favorite you can find if that's what you want to do. Cash-in, win $150 in bonus bets that you can use to bet on anything. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, whether it's football, basketball, so many different sports, combat sports included, like FanDuel has it all. There's so much fun to play, and of course, they have great bets uh, involving your Sacramento Kings as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, don't tempt me with some pizza. Now, Now that's an unfair negotiation tactic. Playing at my stomach, not best. My
1: brain. Hey, man, the best in the world. We got you covered. What do you need? We got so much of it. We got you, man.
0: I appreciate that. No, it's it's interesting because the, the conversations that I've had in Sacramento around DeRozan are, man, how much would the Kings love to replace Harrison Barnes with DeMar DeRozan? And my immediate thought is, why in the hell would Chicago ever want to? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're you're getting off of Derozan's contract again. He's he's right. one more year, even if they like him, and you're bringing in yeah. another two years plus some change of Harrison Barnes, which I like HB, but that is a move for a team that is not too far away from contending again. Like HB is right. helping them the same way he's helping or not helping the Sacramento Kings. So uh, a straight up swap for that doesn't work. I think the draft picks are more than likely what the Kings are willing to move on from. I still think the Keegan Murray thing. Is just a hard no. That's where the snag is going to be for Sacramento in a lot of negotiations here. So the more this mm-hmm. conversation goes on, the more it confirms my expectations and belief that like there might be a couple phone calls between these two teams, but they just don't go anywhere because they end the same way. Um, yeah. and, and let me sneak this in really quick too, because I I don't sure. know how willing the Kings are to trade this guy. And again, I don't think he fits with the what the Sh- Chicago Bulls are trying to do specifically. But another name the Kings might be willing to include in trade conversations, and he's on a good contract, is uh, is Kevin Herter. What is the interest mm. at all, in your p- opinion, or or what do you think is the reaction on the phone mm. from Chicago if Kevin Herter's name is
1: brought up? Uh, I will tell you the people I've spoken to like Kevin Herter. Okay. Uh, because again... You got a guy who come in and score. You know what I'm saying, and and can shoot that thing. And again, we have none of that. <laughs> we have no. Dude, we we hit eight threes in the first quarter of a game yesterday. When eight of ten, I believe we hit one three for the rest of the game. If, if I'm not mistaken, no, no, no. I'm sorry, two. No, no. Let me not steal that from them. Two for the rest of the game. So we finished like ten of thirty or something like that. So we don't hit a lot. And we don't shoot a lot, you know. So, Kevin, uh, yes, any three-point shooting is definitely welcome. His name has definitely been thrown around here as far as a guy that could be included in some of these trade talks. But my thing always has been, if we get him, that's that's a piece, mm-hmm. and that means you guys are gonna want more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? And I'm trying to think what more could we give you all. And and obviously they're the guys who I think. Personally, I think everybody's tradable right now on this team. Everybody. But I think the guys that they're looking at who might be willing to give up, even though they don't want to, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, those are the guys. And those are the guys teams are calling for and looking for. For me, Alex Caruso and Zach or Alex Caruso and DeMar is too much uh for Kevin Herter. If you can – Okay, you can talk me into a Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, and a, and a pick. And I, and, and I can be talked into that right now. No, no, I'm going to need to. Well, if you give me two picks, I can be talked into that right now, today. Matt, we can both walk away happy with things that we both need on this team. We need to reset. You all need to get these players so they can move forward. And I want Alex to go somewhere where he can thrive, you know, and actually be on a winning team. Because Alex Caruso, for me, is a guy I've always used the analogy that he's on a car. He is a guy that you get when you're ready to win. Mm. This team I have needs an engine. Mm -hmm. The car's not even running. So you just got some real fancy wheels on your car, and you have done nothing to the engine. So what is the point? You look good, but you can't go anywhere. So I would rather him go to a team that looks like they're ready to make that move and ready to win. I think that's a good move for Sacramento. You can get a guy like DeMar to fill Harrison Barnes' shoes, and you can get a guy like Caruso who fills any other shoe that you guys are missing out there. You got to give us Keegan. You got to give us Keegan, though. We got to get him on this.
0: We might as well sit down at a table, just enjoy pizza, and talk about each other's (laughs) family and and something else because this conversation wouldn't go nowhere. We'd just be going in circles at the same time. But he said something there. You said something there that I really like because the Kings finally got a ride, but they, they, they (laughs) They need the rims. Like they 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 finally got the ride. It's been forever. (laughs) They've been, they've been driving a a beat up Bentley for a long time. They finally got got a whip and now now they need to help that whip get somewhere. And that's where I think like, if there's a, if there's a realistic trade that happens between the, the Kings and bulls, I think it's one of those deals that, Happens around the trade deadline or whenever it happens, and people look at their phone and go, oh, "Okay," and then they move on with their lives. And it involves mm. Alex Caruso, and I think yeah. Kings fans are really excited about it. And I and I maybe it's a deal that the Kings don't have to give up like a, a Keegan Murray or anything like that in order to to improve. Alex Caruso is not going to massively move the needle for the Kings, but he definitely mm. would help. And I think Mike Brown would love the idea of having Caruso on his roster for the defensive intensity that he brings.
1: So oh, without a doubt.
0: Like, like, let let me, let me ask you this: Like, what is the range you think of talent that Chicago would expect for Caruso? Because he's got value. I mean, regardless of if him, he's a role player or not, he has got value, and Chicago would be out of their minds to let that player go to a team like Sacramento, where I think there's going to be a lot of suitors for Alex Caruso come to trade deadline. They're out of their mind if they're just going to let him go for equal value or, or, or slightly less value. I
1: mean, that would just be madness on their part. Complete madness. Um, Alex Caruso. And, and I say this and it's the truth, but I don't like it. Alex Caruso on many nights was the best player on the Chicago Bulls. And that's not a good thing no. because Alex Caruso was a role player. So yeah. if he's your best player, you got problems. All right. You got a lot of them, but he has been, he's done every single thing. He's actually increased his three point shooting this season. You know, his defense has always been on point. That's just what he is. But he's a guy the Bulls sometimes start at the four because they don't want to start Patrick Williams. He's sometimes a guy you bring off the bench to play the point guard, the shooting guard. I've seen him play every single position, you know, here for the Chicago Bulls, man. Damn his size. Like, he's played every single position and has done something all the time. Like, he's just really that good. First team all defense, of course. But the reason I think all – twenty nine teams will also be after him is his contract is amazing like his contract is really awesome he signed a four-year I think 37 million dollar deal and next year is partially guaranteed and you know like he he has an incredible deal so you're getting tremendous talent on a tremendous value and for that reason you're right they cannot walk away without some kind of double like I think he's worth two first round picks Mm -hmm. to the right team to a team that really is like, we want to win now, and we want to do this now, I think he's two first-round picks, strictly because of his value and, and because of that contract. There's no downside to what you're getting from Alex Caruso, okay? He is, he, may, he improves it the second he signs with your team. You are improved. But the other issue is this. The same thing about DeMar. They love Alex Caruso. <laughs> they, they don't want to let Alex Caruso go either. They love him. But they would be silly. They would be fools to not trade this man and allow him to get, get something back for you that can really improve your team. That's a perfect guy to trade when you when you want to retool, not even rebuild, but he can give you tools back. You know, two draft picks, two first-round picks back for Alex Caruso, that's super fair to me and can really help reset your team, you know, and start some things over. Because the Bulls, keeping him on your team, does not help right now, mm. you know. You're still we're five and thirteen. It's not helping having him on the team. It damn sure doesn't help having them off. But it's not helping them having them on either. So you're mm. either losing by five with him on the team, or you're losing by fifteen with him off the team. It's still the losses still kind of count the same, man. So mm. I think all twenty nine teams are going to be after him. I think as this trade line trade deadline approaches, as I'm sure you you agree, as it approaches, these teams are really going to be just ringing the phone off the hook for guys like Alex Caruso, especially more so than DeMar at.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Caruso's value could uh, has ever been, or will ever be higher than it is right yeah. now. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe last year because there's just a little more time left on his deal. But even then, like, especially for a team like Sacramento I'm I'm charging priority and, and premium price if I'm Chicago for a team like Sacramento who they know needs a piece like a Caruso and they know damn well what Caruso does for them and what they could do for Sacramento so I'm I'm totally in the same boat of of Chicago here and and even if I have to put my king's bias aside for a second the reality is like in these conversations, Davion Mitchell in a first does not get it done. And I think that's the uh-huh. context that, that is needed here for at least the Kings perspective to understand, like, again, you got to give up something to get something. And Sacramento is so locked in on continuity and keeping this group together. And rightfully mm-hmm. so because of how fun they've been. But this is the conundrum that the Kings general manager and uh, Monty McNair in front office has to deal with is mm-hmm. if you want to make a big move, you have to break up what's good here and it's like it's like playing a game of Jenga you have to remove the right Mm -hmm. block without Mm -hmm. the entire thing falling apart and that's Mm -hmm. where that if you if you talk about gun shy that might be where the kings are most gun gun shy is not wanting to knock the wrong foundational piece off that topples Mm -hmm. everything because Sacramento kind of did that before believe it or not they Mm -hmm. traded Iman Shumpert in the year that they were playing really well and completely fell apart now I'm, I'm one to say if you lose a mon Schumbert and fall apart, maybe you weren't that good of a team to begin with. That's how I feel. <laughs> but, but but we've seen it all fall apart when you trade the wrong guy and mess up chemistry a little bit. So sure. it's just I I just don't think what
1: a waste of 30 minutes, Matt. I just don't think no, no. the Kings and Bulls are getting a deal done. That's the thing. But no, and I and I completely understand how where you all are coming from, and especially When you all, like you said, you've been driving to beat up Bentley for so long and you finally got a brand new car and you're like, you want to trade it in and get another? Like, why? No, I'm happy with my car right now. Like, it is awesome. Let me keep driving it. I think you have to look at who's the best on your team. Like, who are the guys who are just, you can't get rid of, you know, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, you know, guys like that. I think Malik Monk is a guy you guys should should not get rid of either. That chemistry is just incredible. So those guys, I think when you establish those guys, then everything else around it, you know, you kind of fill in like who fits here? Who fits there? What do you like here? Where's the young talent? Where's the where's the veteran? Who makes this work for us right here? So once you guys establish that, I think it makes it easier to kind of move forward, because what makes it harder for you all is you're in the West. So you're not allowed to sit still. Yeah, You're not allowed to just stay on something because those teams are all going to make moves every single year to try to get better. And they don't have that. Well, we're worried about losing kind of mentality out there like they're like, let's go for it. Everybody in there is like, let's go for it. In the East, it's a little bit different. It's still tough, but it's a little bit different uh, in the East because we know who our top three are and everybody's battling. You know what I'm saying? For the four, five, six and playing stuff after that. But in the West, anybody can be top seed. Anybody could be two, you know. We just saw it last year with, with Sacramento. Like, anybody can do those things, man. And how much do you all value it, you know? How much value do you all have attached to that, being a top-seeded team? You know, because in the West, there's not a lot of value attached to that, <laughs> you know, unless it's the number one seed, of course. But outside of, like, two and two through three and all through down, they can all be beaten. You know, like, in any time, in any stretch. Unfortunately, you all went through that. Yeah. But it was an incredible series. But you all saw what you could be, Mm. you know? And you all kind of know, and you know better than me, what you guys are missing and you guys kind of need. So if you're saying a guy like DeMar DeRozan is what you're truly missing to move forward, how bad do you want to move forward? How Mm. bad do you want it? Because you're going to have to sacrifice that future – to come ahead and give us and get something that satisfies your now. You know, there's nobody that can have both. You can't have both your future and your now. That doesn't really work like that in the NBA, man. You got to pick a lane on that one. So I think the lane you all should be in is going for it. Of course, I'm a little tiny biased about it, a little bit. But I really do believe that because I like the Kings. And I think you all are in a great position to be going for it, you know, especially – in the west, there's not many of these times that might come along, man. Like New Orleans, to tell you, New Orleans has been waiting all this time. Then who knows if they ever take off because of all the waiting that they've done. You got to move when you got to strike when the iron's hot, man. And it's hot for you guys right now. So I say, strike Keegan Murray is a small price to pay, it's a small price to pay that small.
0: Dave I'm wants trying. Keegan Murray. I want a Rolex. I don't know how much more we want, but we'll we'll, we'll settle on a pizza. Start. We'll settle on a pizza for me and we'll, you. We'll start there. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll tell you what I want. I hope in the end the Kings and Bulls do make some sort of deal because I would love nothing more than have Big Dave back on the show to break it down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have missed you, my man. You are thriving over there. We miss you here on Locked On, uh, but I miss it's been you all, fun man. to watch you, brother. Thank you again for taking the time. We'll do it again very soon. If you're ever in Sacramento, hit me up. And if I'm ever in Chicago, I'm definitely hitting you up, my guy.
1: Please do, man. It would be a joy to have you in studio with us, man, on the show. Honestly, it would be a joy to make that happen. Love you, bro. Appreciate you, man.
0: Shout out again to Big Dave, man. I, I love having him on. It's been way too long since I've had him. He's fantastic, and you can see why. If you have any interest in the Chicago Bulls at all, check out CHGO Bulls and, and-, and Ballon Bulls. Uh, they just do phenomenal work over there. But maybe you're not happy with this conversation because maybe you you thought the way kind of I, I joked there in the conversation, like what a waste of 30 minutes. Like, yeah, that, that might be how conversations between the Kings and Bulls go. It might get hung up on Keegan Murray and, and, it, and it just doesn't go anywhere. In fact, that might happen for the Sacramento Kings with a lot of different negotiations. It's happened already before in negotiations with the Toronto Raptors around OG or Pascal Siakam. So it doesn't surprise me, but I hope you enjoyed the conversation regardless. Hope you enjoyed Big Dave. Uh, and again, you want to share your thoughts on these trade deals or the possibility of these te- two teams making a deal, let me know in the YouTube comment section down below what you're thinking. Hit me up on Twitter at Sack. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. I really would appreciate it. So thanks for joining me. Hey, tomorrow, Kings, Warriors, again. Yep, we're doing it a third time before Christmas. Is that what you wanted? No, too bad. The league decides you're getting it anyway. So Kings and Warriors, and, and this one's a little... Has a little more sauce, a little extra on top of it because of the implications. The Kings win the game. They make it out of the uh, the the West Group C in the play-in tournament and in advance to the knockout round. If they lose, they still have a chance to advance, but it depends on how badly they lose to the Golden State Warriors. So a lot can happen tomorrow night. I know Golden 1 Center will be popping off. It's great for the Kings to be back from the six-game road trip, so I'm excited to watch a game in the Golden 1 Center again. I'll have a post-game episode after that game from the Golden 1 Center, uh, and the Kings play a lot at home. They play a, a doubleheader at home, I believe, the the, the following night, uh, Wednesday night, back-to-back. They take on, I think, the L.A. Clippers at home. So lots of action in the Golden 1 Center coming this week. If you're going to the games, let me know. I would love to see you. Love to say hi. If you see me walking around or whatever, come up, say hi. Uh, don't be shy or anything like that. I promise I, I'm, I'm nice, and I'd love to <laughs> spend the time. Uh, chatting with you a little bit and saying hello and saying thank you for listening to the podcast and I'm very grateful for your support uh, and very grateful to be able to interact with you at games so please let me know I would love to see you and I hope to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings until then my name is Matt George you've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast part of the Locked on Podcast Network